Hi, everybody. All right. Hi. You are listening to Talk Cricket, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject while enjoying adult beverages. My name is Kay. I'm Carrie, and I'm drinking water. Me too. Same hat. <laughs> I, um, yep. I don't have any more wine, and I need to drink oh. more water anyway, so here we are. Oh, I have wine. I just, my, it's not bedtime <laughs> for my daughter, and I don't have anything pumped to give her yeah. that isn't marked for Monday when she goes to my mother-in-law's house, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I just so she's sleeping next to me currently, but I need to drink water because it's the only beverage I have in my house that isn't alcoholic. <laughs> Fair Besides enough. Besides milk. All right. Mm. Well, happy Christmas, everybody. Yes, happy Christmas. Well, actually, I think this is—is um, is this after Christmas? This is the first week of the new year. Happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year. Sorry. <laughs> happy New Year, everyone. Is 2020 2021 100% better than 2020 already? Oh, Let us know. JK, this is this is airing on the 28th. The next episode is the first oh, episode. Oh, okay. So the almost New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs> almost Happy New Year, everyone. We ha- we know what we're doing. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> That's been made very clear <laughs> the past few episodes. Absolutely. <laughs> We 100% have our shit together. I don't know what you're talking about. I totally know all the things that we do before we even start recording. Like, Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. We have a very strict schedule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've oh, been trying to record Lord. for like three hours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. My child wouldn't go to sleep. It's It's my fault. It's okay. But at least we'll be done before midnight tonight, so yeah. we'll be able to do things after we record, like eat food and yeah, and 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 paint things and make cookies. So, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I uh, we we recorded till like midnight last night because we had to wait till after my daughter went to bed, and then um, I went to I I made a peanut butter sandwich and went to sleep, and then my I poked my husband because he was snoring. And woke me up. And I just poked him and said, hey, you need to roll over. And so he got up and stormed out of the bedroom and slept on the couch for the rest of the night like a child. Oh, my God. Then he woke up at 6 a.m. and got in the shower and woke everyone up in the entire house. Oh, my God. So I've been up since 6. So (laughs) rude. I did not fall asleep until like 4 o'clock. In the morning? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh that's, my god! That's been a a thing that's been happening a lot because of the medicine that I was on before the one I'm on now, and it's oh, it's you've still, like reverse cycled or whatever. Well, it gave me insomnia, even with gotcha. like sleeping pills. So yeah, gotcha. That's still in my system. It's still gonna be in my system for at least another week or so. Um, oh, so but there's end in sight to that at least. Yeah. So hopefully this new medicine isn't like encouraging that. Um, mm-hmm. But I I woke up and like I've got horrible like itchy scalp right now because my skin is so fucking dry. Um, and you live in Bowling Green where the water is terrible. Yeah. Um, 
Do you want like a good solution? It's really dumb. What? Get a but go buy a gallon of filtered water and wash your hair with that over the tub. I I might have to start fucking doing that because I couldn't even finish my shower today. I um I got into the shower at like noon. And let me tell you something, the guy we take care of normally showers at like 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the second I turn the water on for my shower, he decides it's time to shower. Oh, my God. What? Uh-huh. Did he take your shower? He, well, we, we have two showers in the house. He has one in his room, and then Mom and I share oh, one. Oh, I didn't realize you had two bathrooms. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. So, I, I get in the shower, and our water heater sucks. It hasn't been updated since 94. Nothing has been of done course. to it since 1994. Um, your house or your water heater specifically? The, the water heater specifically. Oh my god. So you can't take more than one shower at a time. You cannot oh take a shower and also do dishes. You cannot take a shower and also do laundry. You can only choose right. one thing. Right. Uh, so the second I get in there, he decides to turn on the water and <laughs> it ran. He's like, oh, what a good idea. Yeah. He runs it until it runs cold. Every time he showers. Oh, my God. And so I wasn't in there five minutes, and the water was freezing. So I didn't have time to do my second shampoo, which helps with the itchy scalp. Mm-hmm. Didn't have time to clean myself off. I feel very gross, and my scalp itches a whole lot, and I think I'm actually out of my itchy scalp um, shampoo, so I'm going to have to go get more shampoo. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, baby woke up. Oh, no. Pause. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Upset, baby. Mm, Goodness gracious. Well. But, yeah. um, That's been my day. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I hope everyone had a good Christmas. And um, hopefully everyone's starting to set their intentions for the new year. um, Which is kind of what we planned for this episode. It works out perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. as far as mental health goes and everything like that, we definitely want to make sure everyone's, you know, treating themselves well and starting off on a positive foot. Maybe we're, if we all set our intentions positively for 2021, it'll be way better than 2020 was. <laughs> right, baby? Yeah. Sorry, my husband is not home, so Remy is here with me, and she is refusing to sleep she was asleep a second ago and now she's not sleeping it's probably my fault because i should have put her out in the living room to sleep but it's okay we'll go back to sleep in a minute baby um so this week we are talking about uh what do we want to well okay we're talking unhealthy oh (laughs) this week we're talking about unhealthy Unhealthy thinking thinking habits. habits Unhealthy yeah. thinking happy? <laughs> Unhealthy thinking happy? I don't think that's a thing. I thought that's what I heard. That was funny. No, I said habits. I don't know. I heard happy. Our our phones are messing up, y'all. It's fun. It's real fun. Hey, uh, bud. But yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this I had a lot of fun with. Um, I didn't want to step on Carrie's toes, so I... Um, you go ahead. Okay. (laughs) That was a treat. Okay. It was, wasn't it? It is. 
just a pleasure to watch your mind at work sometimes. Okay, so <laughs> so um, I found a really good article um, on a website called hercampus.com. Okay. Um, and it's the article is called 10, uh, 10 Common Unhealthy Thinking Patterns and How to Change Them. So I thought that was pretty spot on. Yeah. Um, I do have a backup article as well, just in case, but I think this one's going to pretty much cover it. Yeah. So um, this was written by Caitlin Taylor, um, and it was published March 16th, 2017, um, at 11.24 p.m., if anyone gives a shit. So, uh, um, <laughs> when you have a deadline. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Okay, so let's just dive in, because mm-hmm. let's not waste any more time. Yeah. It's time to set our intentions. So, um, do the voices in your head ever make you feel like you've completely and, irrevocab- and irrevocably lost your mind? Yes. Yes. All are the you time. Thinking- are you thinking yourself in circles? Yeah. Is it sometimes difficult to concentrate? Yeah. It's also because yeah. I have a mental illness, a few of them. Well, right, we all do. Let's, <laughs> let's just all come to terms with that. Yeah. Um, in, in fact, experts have pegged common patterns to some of our most unhealthy thoughts. Even better news, if you learn how to recognize these negative thinking patterns, it becomes easier to change them. Yeah. As kind of with everything in mental health. Once you, you know, put a pin in it, put a name to it, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. then it makes it a lot easier to figure out so um, and, and cope with. So, um, <clears throat> so here are 10 of the most common unhealthy thinking patterns and some suggestions on how to curb the negative spirals. So, um, oh, okay, here we go. Just real quick, um, there's a quick note that says, anxiety, depression, and other mental health disorders may heighten unhealthy thought patterns and may not be able to be maintained without the help of a mental health professional. So if yeah. you or someone you know may be facing a mental health concern, her campus at MSU urges you to seek out resources or call the National Mental Health Hotline at 1-800-950-6264. That's important. Yeah. Maybe we should all, like, you know, give therapy a shot this year. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, mine... Um, um, if you can afford it. My intrusive thoughts get so bad that, like, I have to have medicine to help curb them. Because mm-hmm. I literally cannot make them stop on my own. Um, yeah, I feel that. I remember, like, my mom and I having a conversation about intrusive thoughts because I was super suicidal. And, um, I, like, I could not make them stop. And I can tell, like, when they start getting bad, like, that's when my medicine stops working. Um, right. And she was like, well, they're just thoughts. You can just push them out of your head. And it's like, no, no, no. No, that's not how depression works, Karen. (laughs) No, that's not how an intrusive thought works. I don't want this thought in my head. I try everything I do to get it out of my head. And it keeps coming back. So Yeah, that happens to me, too. Yeah. That happens to me, too. I have to talk myself down a lot, especially Mm -hmm. when I was pregnant and I was having all kinds of anxiety thinking that I was going to be the person taking care of the baby 100% of the time with no help (laughs) from my husband. Yeah. And cleaning the house and working and taking care of the dog. Yeah. Yeah. Those thoughts just kept happening, even though there was no proof that that was what would happen. You know what I'm saying? And it really, it really affected, it affected my husband. And he was like, why would you think that of me? I was like, babe, I don't have control over it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hormones and anxiety are an interesting cocktail. Yeah. So, um, okay. So number one, let's talk, let's, let's dive in. So all, all or nothing thinking. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I fall victim to this a lot. So this is the failure to recognize gray areas or compromises, often paired with words like, quote, never or always. It's thinking in absolute terms. So I try to never use language like that. Um, and yet. Ironically, I just said the word <laughs> never. But um, I try I try really hard not to use language like that. Yeah. Um, Josh uses it sometimes when we get in arguments. And I'm just like, there's no way that I always make you feel like blah, 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 blah. Like, that's just not possible. Yeah. We wouldn't be together if that was true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, it's really important to watch your language because it, it has, you know, it has weight. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, so an example is I will never find someone who loves me. My mornings are always terrible. If I can't find if I can't have you as my partner, I don't want you in my life at all. That kind of stuff. That's the kind of thing. Yeah. Some examples. Um, so the thing is, though, that life doesn't occur in black and white, always in shades of gray. <laughs> Fifty shades of gray. No, I'm just mm-hmm. kidding. Um When experiencing this type of thinking, it's important to remind yourself that what you are experiencing probably isn't one extreme or another, but somewhere in between. So it's important to center yourself. Yeah. So when you feel that thought coming into your head, the way to redirect your thoughts, you know, you kind of, like I said, you talk yourself down a little bit. Like, that's not, okay, that's not true. There's serial killers who find people who love them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um... So make yourself a little joke and then recenter yourself and try to redirect your thoughts. Yeah. All right. My therapist Blaming. taught me. Oh, sorry. Continue That's okay. with what you're saying. Sorry. Uh, centering yourself. We've had to work on this a lot because we're diving into some pretty deep stuff. And I have a tendency to spiral, um, as we all know. Yeah. So yes. <laughs> uh, something she taught me is like putting my um, left hand on my cheek and my right hand on my heart. And just, like, sitting there and breathing with that yeah. for a few minutes. And that helps center me, like, yeah, that's, instantly. that's a really good one. Yeah. It's like, no, no, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. This is what my cheek feels like. This is what my jeans feel like. Yeah, because I fall into, like, I, I, my brain is terrible and I'll fall. This doesn't have anything to do with... Um, uh, absolutes or whatever, but I, I'll fall into flashbacks into like middle school and stuff when I did something horrifyingly imba- that I'm like just t- totally embarrassed about because I'm just like, oh my god, I can't believe I acted that way and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm just like, I bet everyone, oh my god, everyone hates me or oh my god, it's you know, oh, I bet everyone thought I was such a weirdo. And then I'm just like, no, they d- I have to stop and be like, no, they didn't. No one cares. I I hear everyone is wrapped up in their own shit. What? Yeah. Like I'll I'll hear those voices in my head sometimes like like going like falling back into memories like that and I just have to go I don't care. I literally yeah, don't I care have to do that out too. loud. Cuz yeah, that's the only too. way to shut it up. That's the only thing that's yep. louder. Mhm. Okay, number 2. <clears throat> Blaming so this is our inability to recognize our own rules and cap- or capabilities in a situation. Mm-hmm. It's often paired with using words like, quote unquote, helpless or hopeless to describe ourselves. So some examples. It's not my fault that I was late. I'm just really busy. Trying to meet all of my deadlines is hopeless. I might not have called, but they could have called me too. Yeah. So just kind of always, yeah, just kind of always pushing things away off of you pushing the responsibility off of yourself, I guess. 
Um, so sometimes we can be we can be our own worst enemy. If it feels like things just keep going wrong, think about your role in the situations. Are you really just having bad luck or are you not giving it your all? Hold yourself accountable. That's a big one. And it's hard. It's hard to hold ourselves accountable. Mm-hmm. I am not good at that. <laughs> <laughs> I am doing better, but I am not good at it, especially when it comes to holding myself accountable for like exercise and food. Yeah. And things that are important. Those are two big, impor- really important things. So, right, baby, it's important. We gotta go for walks and exercise so mommy can get in shape and make you a sibling. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> it's hard though because breastfeeding yeah. you means that I am hungry all the time. <laughs> all right, so number three, cat. cat- oh wow. It's ca- it's catastrophe, but it's catastrophizing. Yeah, I think that I nailed right. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is when we talk about situations as worse than they actually are, um, often to avoid truly dealing with them. A major sign of cat- cat- catastrophizing is fa- <laughs> is failing to see positive outcomes as legitimate possibilities. Yeah. I feel like I do this too. So um, this is the worst thing that has ever happened to me. <laughs> there is no way that this could ever get any better. I can't look on the bright side. There is no bright side. I feel like I've said all of those things at some point in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so the important thing to remember is that you're not chicken little. And the sky isn't really falling, even if it feels like it is. Mm-hmm. The world doesn't end, it just feels like it does. So raise your right finger. <laughs> Sorry. Had a mean girl's moment. <laughs> uh, when experiencing this type of thinking, remind yourself of the great things in your life to drown out negative thoughts and stay grounded. So this is where we kind of practice gratitude. Mm-hmm. And gratitude is going to be something that I focus on for 2021. Yeah. I was... Um, Growing up, I was told to, like, think about my blessings um, and, like, literally count them and list them. So mm-hmm. that's one thing that could be helpful. Yeah. If I actually that's did it. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually... Write down all the things going good in your life. That's kind of what I try to do with, like, my body and stuff mm-hmm. to help with my body positivity is I'll look at myself after I get out of the shower and try and name, like, five things that I like about my body. Mm-hmm. Right, Remy? She's like, I don't care. I just want milk. (laughs) (laughs) I just want milk and to play with my tomato. Aw. You're so cute. Okay. Um, Next would be the double standard. Our good friend, the Mm -hmm. double standard. So this is when we hold ourselves to a different and often higher standard than we would apply to a friend. I do this constantly. Same. Um. It's when we are, yes, it's when we are exceptionally hard on ourselves without cutting ourselves some slack. Yeah. So here we go. Here's our examples. If you studied, if you would have just studied more, you would have gotten a better grade. It's okay for my best friend to be single, but I should be in a relationship by now. You'll never, you'll never get a job if you get that tattoo. I would never think that. No. But unless it was on your face, (laughs) you should not do that ever no one should do that (laughs) no sorry not even tattoo artists okay 
So this one, it says, reach out to a friend for this one. When experiencing this type of thinking, your friend will point out the double standard and remind you that you are doing a good job. Give yourself some credit. Right, Remy? I have Give to do this often. Me too. Especially, you know, as a new mom mm-hmm. with a baby. I have to realize that my house will not be as clean as my mother's house. Yeah. Because I am not a Superman. Oh, goodness. That was a very angry noise, baby. That was very angry. Come here. She's so upset. I know. I know. You were trying to sleep and Mommy's in here talking. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. So, next one is false permanence. Mm -hmm. This is a really good one. Um, So this is when we think that a negative situation or feeling is going to last forever without the possibility of improvement. I do this all the time. I Especially when I'm sick. I get that way when I'm super depressed. Like, I was really feeling that way last week before new stuff kicked in. And and again, I'm not ashamed of needing help with that at all. No, you shouldn't be. It's not your fault. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do this when I get sick, though, mm-hmm. and I'm just, I get to, especially if I'm sick for a really long time, like last, uh, last winter when I had that cough that just would not go away. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was to the point where I was like, this is my life now. I'm just gonna cough and pee myself for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. That, I get real defeated. I felt really bad for you that whole time. Oh my I re- god. I heard that, like, every time we talked, I was like, you poor thing. Like, yeah. It was terrible. And then I just found out I was pregnant, so I couldn't take anything. It was awful. Yeah. Okay. You were worth it, little girl. You were worth it. Okay. So sometimes it happens when we don't forgive ourselves for past mistakes. So um, example is, I'll never live this down. Mm-hmm. My relationship won't ever get better. Is this what the rest of my life is going to be like? Yes, I have thought those things... At every, every single one of those t- things at some point in my life. Yeah. Especially when it's the fourth time I've asked my husband to take the trash out. And I'm like, is this what the rest of my life is going to be like? <laughs> Constantly asking you be, to take out the trash. Be, to have my, wait until my skin is about to come off in, ang- in anxiety because there's garbage overflowing out of the trash can and you don't seem to be upset by it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so remember in high school when you thought you would never get past the um, that embarrassing moment with your crush? You got past it. When experiencing this type of thinking, reflect back on past experiences to remind yourself of how you've made it through negative situations before. This too shall pass. Yeah. Which is a great tattoo. Yes. I, um, one thing that I have really learned in, like, the past few years of doing therapy, because therapy does help with this a whole lot, um, oh, yeah, for sure. I, I do have moments of clarity where I'm just like, okay, these are not my thoughts. These are not, this is not what I actually feel. Do not make decisions. Do not lash out. Do not, yeah. do not speak these into existence because this is not how you're actually feeling. This yes. is not true. So, like, even yeah. though... I've noticed when you get really depressed, you decide that you're going to move across the country or to another country. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I 100%. That's always... That has That's always been That's your go-to thing. And it's like, I'm just going to run away. And I'm like, I feel like you're still going to be this depressed if, if you go to Oregon. 
yeah. without new medicine. Yeah, no, uh, but I mean, that's, it's literally always been, I want to run away. Yeah. Well, just because my home life sucked for so long. Mm-hmm. So it was always, yeah. get out of here, maybe that was you'll your feel go-to. better. Yeah. yeah, that's your habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also, like, I can also, I've gotten to a point where I can talk myself down and be like, that's not true. Like, maybe you just need to <laughs> get it out of your head for a minute, but. Right. Yeah. What is it? What do you think about that? You have an opinion, Remy. You're so cute. Okay. Number six is magical thinking. So this is the belief that life would be better if only we were thinner, prettier, smarter, wealthier, or other damaging expectations. (laughs) It can also be when we assume responsibility for things that are out of our control. Anyone else do this? (laughs) I for sure do this. Yeah, I do too. If If I were in better shape, my partner wouldn't have cheated. Okay, no, I never thought that. <laughs> um, if I were, if I would be much happier if I made more money. Yes, I have constantly thought that. Uh huh. If if I would have known that interview question, I could have, I would have gotten the job. No, that kind of thing. So it's always like a, a grass is always greener kind mm-hmm. of thinking. So uh, yeah, cue in the patriarchy. It says. <laughs> <laughs> When experiencing this type of thinking, remind yourself that women are held to an impossibly high standard in American society, and we can't predict the future. If you you are perfect as you are, remind yourself that, and never change. But also, like, change for the better. Yeah. Like, that's important. And no one's, no one's perfect. I don't, I don't like no. that saying. Like, you're, you're fine. Some things you're may need to imperfect. change. You're perfectly imperfect. And that's but the you're way fine. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Do better. Do your best to be healthy. That's important. Mentally healthy, physically healthy. Mm-hmm. But there's no need to compare ourselves to anyone but our own selves. Does yeah. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Compare yourself to yourself. Don't try to look like someone else because you're not someone else. You're you. So look like you. Try to be the best version of you. Yeah. Pause. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Had to take care of my child. Okay. So number seven is mental filter. So this is when we tr- when we focus only on the negative aspects of a situation while completely ignoring the positive. Mm-hmm. It's minimizing the good in place of the bad. So it doesn't matter that I got a good score. The professor was an easy grader. Yeah. The day was ruined because we got into an argument. Yeah, I fall into that sometimes. Mm-hmm. The party was terrible because it rained. <laughs> I don't think I've ever thought that. Because, you know, then you get to go home and canceling <laughs> yeah. plans is like heroin when you're an adult. <laughs> Am I right? Yes. Absolutely. So <laughs> we're our own biggest critic, but we need to become our own biggest cheerleader. When experiencing this type of thinking, remind yourself that it's okay to celebrate the good instead of the bad. You've earned it. Absolutely. Yeah, well said. I don't have anything to add to that one. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) this one is bad. Okay. This one is bad. Mind reading. Uh, uh Uh-huh. This is when we assume what other people are thinking or feeling without really knowing at all. Raise your hand. 
Everyone raise your hand. <laughs> it's jumping to conclusions with little or no evidence. Ready? Mm-hmm. I can just tell they aren't having any fun. Yeah. They probably don't want to come to the party because of me. I know they don't love me as much as I love them. Are these hitting home? Because they're hitting home with me. Yep. Yeah. In the world of social media, it can be hard not to draw your own conclusions. When experiencing this type of thinking, take a step back and ask someone what they're truly thinking or feeling. Remember what what they say about people who assume. (laughs) Yeah. You make an ass out of you and me, right? (laughs) And I've read a lot about this, actually. And it's this is a very big thing that happens with uh, survivors of any kind of abuse. Because mm-hmm. you're, like, constantly trying to figure out what the people around you are thinking so you can figure out how you need to act so that you don't get yes. hurt. Yes. Yes. I do this constantly. Yeah. I do, too. Constantly. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, I can't help it. A lot of times when I meet people, I come off a little bit desperate because I'm just like, like me, please like me. <laughs> Especially, like, with new co-workers and stuff. That's when it's the worst. Okay, so number nine is overgeneralization. So this is when a single event becomes falsely associated with a larger pattern. It's when we make generalizations about isolated cases. So, yeah. <laughs> since, they broke, since they broke up with me, I must not be marriage material. Yerp. I've definitely, <laughs> definitely <laughs> been there. I'll never get into grad school after failing that test. If they lied to me once, they must lie to me all the time. Yeah, I fall into that one a lot. Yeah. I have a really hard time with lies. (laughs) Yeah. And trust. So we've all done it. When experiencing this type of thinking, remind yourself to focus on a single issue at a time. Isolate your thoughts in an effort to prevent yourself from assigning fake patterns to past experiences. Take a deep breath. Yeah, that's when I try and look for meaning in everything, and not everything has meaning. <laughs> yeah. My um, my grandmother would do that shit. She would, she would assume that I was lying about something, or, like, she would assume that anybody was lying about anything, and she would just harp because on them. Because she's a liar. Yeah, she would harp on them, and she'd be like, well, you're lying to me. I know that you're lying to me because da-da-da-da-da. And she did that shit so often, like... I can't trust my own brain. That's why I have to have those moments of clarity. That's like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, where's that coming from? And, and it yeah. sucks. It it really does suck. Um, so, like, anyone else that's dealing with that, I feel you. Like, I'm not, like, yeah. trying to complain or anything. I'm just saying, like, I no. get, I get what relating. this is. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I do this all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, and then the last one is should statements. Should, yeah. So so this is setting standards that criticize ourselves, others, or the world. This is what my mother does (laughs) constantly, especially during COVID. This has spiked her anxiety so much, her undiagnosed anxiety so much, and her narcissistic tendencies. So it's... They should be doing this. They should be doing that. This is what they should have been doing instead. Like, I'm just like, you should be in charge of the world then, Mom. You clearly have a better plan than everyone else. <laughs> like, 
you know? Yeah. So it's uh, it's focusing on how things should be rather than how they really are. Mm-hmm. I should have seen that coming. I should be over this by now. They should have known that I was having a bad day. So it's, you know, it's they should be wearing a mask. They should do this. They should do this differently. Every, well, they should have known better. I'm like, well, yeah, mom, they should have, but they're fucking human. And all we can do is control our own actions. Yeah. So instead of giving other people control over your day... If it's going to make you angry to go out, then don't go out. Mm-hmm. Don't go out. Do pickups and order things online like I do. Yeah. It's, sometimes you just don't need to be around people. That's For true. their sake and for yours. Yeah, just for your own sanity. Just stop it. You can control your own actions. Mm-hmm. We can't control other people's. No. We- so... God. Because I went to the dollar store in Beachmont and half the people weren't wearing masks and the dude behind me kept creeping up in line over the um, past his six foot sticker or whatever. I will never go back to that store. Mm-hmm. I will go to the one in Drakesboro where the thing where things are in- enforced. Yeah. I had to go, though. I had to get a Secret Santa gift and it had to be then. I couldn't wait for it to come in the in the mail. <laughs> But it blew. I was in a total, like, I was a huge ball of stress yeah. in there. Like, my muscles were hurting when I left because I was so tense. Yeah. My agora- I will not go back. Yeah, my agoraphobia has gotten so bad. I, it is so hard for me to go back into a store. It's, it's hard for me to be around people anymore mm-hmm. just because I, I can't seem to ground myself. You just don't know. None yeah. of us can. We can't, like, trust each other anymore. Yeah. You're walking through and you see some dumbass without a mask and you're like, are you fucking serious, Bob? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oop, 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 oop. Hey, look. It's a tomato. There you go. It's a tomato. Her eyes just lit up. <laughs> uh, so to borrow words of to borrow the words of Carrie Bradshaw, uh, we have to let go of the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, buckle up and keep going. Yeah. When experiencing this type of thinking, remind yourself to live in the moment and attempt to stop holding yourself and others to unrealistic standards. Yeah. Be where your feet are. That's a good motto. That's a good mantra. It is. Be where your feet are. Thoughts? I've said a lot. Um. <laughs> yeah. We've all said a lot. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just... Yeah. It's... It's really important to know what these things are so you can catch them. Yeah. So that you can stop Absolutely. that. And, and, like, again, like, I've made very clear. Sometimes sometimes you you have a hard time doing that without extra help. And that's okay. It, yeah. But it takes That's what noticing. therapy's for. And sometimes yeah. we have a chemical imbalance that needs medication. But yeah. then on top of it, we also have to put the work in. Yeah. Exactly. So it's taken me... Three years to get to the point that I'm at now. Used to, I could not get out of this cycle at all. It didn't matter what I was on. Um, Because this went untreated for so long. And I had those Mm -hmm. thoughts for so long. And I never redirected them. So it's taking a long time to redirect them. And I still have trouble with it. And... um, It's it's taken me years and years and years... And, just, and I'm still working on it. That feels a little it's hopeless, a thing, but it's not. It, it's no, okay it's to have to work hopeless, on and it. It's, yeah, and it's because we're human. This is part of being human is the work. You yeah. have to put the work in so that you can get better 
and better and better. Mm-hmm. And the good news is that the more work you put in, it will get better. Yeah. It's not one of those things where you won't see reward. You will see reward if you do this correctly. Yeah. Absolutely, you will. It, but you just it's have important. to realize that this is what you're doing. And you have right. to figure out what's best for you to make that stop. Exactly. Exactly. It's a good way to focus. It's mm-hmm. a good way to get everyone focused before the new year. Yeah. And that's that's just All what right. we want for everybody. I think that's part of why yeah. we do this podcast is... Instead of setting your resolution as I want to lose such and such pounds, set your resolution as something that's going to improve your mental state. Yeah. And when you improve your mental state, you'll be more disciplined and able to lose those pounds. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to be in the sweatpants yep. stage. Let yourself like you wash, <laughs> let yourself run the dishwasher twice yeah. and wear your sweatpants. Let it happen. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Just be there. Be in a sweatpants place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you ready for a break? Yes. Okay. All right. So we're back. Hi, everybody. Hi. So I went um I went the route uh more of like stories about intrusive thoughts just cuz like I didn't want to step on your toes. And I figured that you would be I talking. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> I figured you would talk about what you did, so I tried to do just a little bit different but the same and, and like showing how this can like turn into things that get worse and why you need to catch it in its tracks oh and nice yeah um this is from madeofmillions.com and it looks like this is a website that's literally just all about intrusive thoughts um oh interesting yeah this was written by matthew parison and there's not a date on here um but the title is no one told me i could manage this my story living with pure ocd Um, oh wow mm -hmm. i hope someone may come across this and realize that they're not alone okay so if you don't know what obsessive compulsive disorder is you might think that it's a personality quirk Maybe you've used it as an adjective. Maybe you've called yourself a little OCD, or maybe you know it's a legitimate disorder but aren't familiar with the subject. Even in therapeutic and professional settings, OCD is vastly misunderstood. I hope someone may come across this text and realize that they are not alone. People are surprised when I explain that my obsessions come in the form of intrusive thoughts that I can't get out of my head. My compulsions involve reassurance, avoidance, rumination, and checking. The pure OCD population, those who have repeated, intrusive, and uncontrollable thoughts or obsessions that are usually not accompanied by outward behavioral compulsions, actually represent a great number of OCD sufferers. That's me! (laughs) Yeah, I figured that we could relate to this. Yeah. Um, Misusing the word OCD has more severe consequences than hurt feelings. It undermines the reality of this disorder, and it's part of the reason why people go years without a diagnosis. I don't know if I can find the words to explain the degree of suffering and not knowing you have a condition. Yes. You have Uh, to have a diagnosis (laughs) to treat the right thing, like with any illness. Yes. You can't treat a viral infection with a bacterial 
With antibiotics? Yeah, with antibiotics, yeah. I thought you were going to say with a bacterial infection. (laughs) That's not how you do anything. No. That's not even medicine. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, it's not medicine. Um. (laughs) That's voodoo. Right, Rami? That's voodoo. Um. Sorry, I had to get a sip of water. Got a Route 44 water Why would you earlier. apologize for getting a sip of water? Stop that. Oh, my God. I need to work on that again. Yeah, you do. Oh, God. Okay. Mister, I can't poke you because you're not here. <laughs> <laughs> um, before I was diagnosed, I thought I was absolutely crazy and the only person in the world who felt this way. I consider myself extremely lucky to have found help within three years. The average time frame it takes for someone to find help is 10. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. Those three years are now... That's terrible. Yeah. Those three years are now mostly just a surreal blur, a past life that I wish I hadn't had. My instincts told me that something felt off, but I thought it was just an indecisive person. I thought I was just an indecisive indecisive person god i can't talk today <laughs> or that i wasn't it's, able i don't know what it is scrambled it's just egg one of those brain. days yeah. yes <laughs> it's still the end of your finals week it's okay yeah or that i wasn't able to control my thoughts properly i never thought it would become an actual issue until it did in my late teens i was constantly suffering I could be having a perfectly normal conversation while obsessing about something and experiencing a tremendous wave of anxiety and fear with my fight-or-flight response totally set off and nobody would know. If, you're, yep. if your fight-or-flight response is on high alert all the time, that takes a huge toll on your body. Yes, That's it does. That's why this is so important to figure out and stop. Yes. Um, Stress, the the enzyme or hormone, whatever it is that's released when you're stressed is extremely toxic mm -hmm. to your body chemistry. Yep. Um, I became an expert at hiding my OCD. I was so tired of having my attention constantly split and was desperate for a resolution. What on earth was happening to me? Um, I can identify obsessive tendencies back to around the age of five. I was terrified of anything that would close shut. What if I, against my will, impulsively stuck my fingers inside of a closing car window? Ugh. I would avoid going in the car, sitting on my hands if I was forced to be in one. I also remember my brain telling me to wave at cars four times when I crossed the street. I never thought anything of this. I assumed it was just a meaningless mind game. Sometimes my obsessionality was more somatic. I always tried to control my breathing so that I could breathe in the right way. This meant my breathing had to be at equal intervals and I had to breathe just deeply enough on the sixth breath. Oh, shit. Okay, I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't do that kind of stuff. Um, this, is, this gets into where, where I get if I'm not mm-hmm. medicated correctly. Gotcha. Um. When I was about 19, my whole entire world completely shifted to harm-related and existential intrusive thoughts. I remember being in my kitchen cutting vegetables, and I became so scared I was going to impulsively stab myself against my will that I actually threw the knife away. Oh my god! Then I emptied the trash at a park near my place just to be totally sure I wouldn't hurt myself. Um, mine don't go, like, that far, but that is where they go. Um. Yeah. 
At this point, I felt something switch in my brain. It was like something came inside of my mind and started controlling it. I used to call it the sticky thing when I didn't know what it was. The more I tried to resist its input, sticky the worse thing. it got. Interesting. Yeah. There was nothing I could do to make it go away. There was no type of breathing exercise, no amount of distraction, not even any kind of suggested therapy that seemed to help. I'd had intrusive thoughts about suicide before this time, and they did bother me, but this time it was impossible to shake them. I was stuck. Okay. So it was clear to me from the beginning that despite my irrational obsession with becoming suicidal, I was not suicidal. This is the OCD paradox. Knowing that something is completely irrational and ridiculous to be obsessing about, yet being unable to stop thinking about it. Um... Everyone gets intrusive thoughts, but the difference for people who struggle with OCD is that we aren't able to recognize intrusive thoughts for what they are, just thoughts. In fact, our brains interpret them as actual threats that need to be eliminated immediately. We typically monitor our thoughts all day, trying to make sure we didn't think about a specific thing in order to rid ourselves of whatever anxiety we are feeling. OCD sufferers are constantly protecting themselves from questions that are simply unanswerable. OCD is intol- is an intolerance for uncertainty. I do that. That's why I constantly have something playing in the background to distract my thoughts. Yeah. Um, when I was dealing with my harm-related intrusive thoughts, some of which I still struggle with, my first instinct was to do anything I could to, to survive. So I spent 24 hours a day ruminating on a question I would never be able to answer. What if I kill myself? And what if I snap oh. at any moment and completely lose it? Um, wow. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> um, I avoided the subway, hid all of the knives in my home, and isolated all the pills I owned to make sure I wouldn't swallow them in my sleep. When I started taking... Swallow them in your sleep? <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe sleepwalk and do it. Oh, goodness. Yeah. When I started taking medication for anxiety, I was so afraid I would take the meds all at once that I actually would stop taking them for sporadic periods of time, which you absolutely should not do. You should never do that, yeah. no. Which compromised their, their efficacy. Yeah. Yes. Um, I would avoid dark, gloomy spaces, thinking that they would spark some kind of depressed feeling in me. Um, becoming suicidal, even depressed, was something that had to be avoided or figured out immediately. I felt an overwhelming sense of urgency to put my anxiety to rest. As you can imagine, managing my depression was hard to do considering I had an overwhelming fear of suicide. How was I supposed yeah, to balance this out? That's crazy. Yeah. How could Never I would have thought of that? Yeah. How could I avoid the inevitable depression I needed to let myself feel? How could I convince myself that I was a happy human being while simultaneously feeling unavoidably depressed? I needed to feel happy because I could not be suicidal, yet I could not let go of the noise inside of my mind. I ignored this contradiction as much as possible, but the tension between feeling depressed and needing to be happy was too strong for me to face. As much as I tried to find a resolution to this contradiction, there was no answer. After three years of this, I couldn't take it anymore. I was so confused. Why was I obsessing about such an irrational thing? Why was I absolutely not able to stop thinking about something despite trying so hard not to? Why was this causing me so much anxiety? More importantly, how the hell was I supposed to talk to someone about this? 
Yeah. Um. So duh, 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 he went to the hospital. Duh, 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 that olding does so much, uh, especially if you're here because hospitals suck. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there is hope. Um. I have learned that there are questions in life that are unanswerable and that living in the middle is better than chasing the extremes. I'm trying to heal, to relearn, to make peace, to love myself a little more each day, and to forgive myself for all that I let go of when I was deep in OCD symptoms. But none of this is possible without a diagnosis. When you have a mental illness and you don't have a foundation of knowledge, there's no way to move forward. Had someone Correct. spoken to me even just once about intrusive thoughts, I would have looked up an OCD therapist right away. This is why mental health awareness is so important. People shouldn't have to exactly. go. Yeah. People shouldn't have to go looking three years to find help, not to mention 10. Dealing with a mental illness is one thing, but not knowing you have one is another. You shouldn't have to go through that extra layer of trauma thinking you're a complete exception. I'm incredibly lucky to be here today. I'm hoping someone will find this and realize that you're not alone. There is hope, there is help, and it is possible to manage this order, this disorder successfully. Um, if there's one thing I took away from my experience, aside from a new outlook on life and the human race, it's that whatever you are going through, OCD aside, you are never alone. There is nothing you feel that is unique to you, no matter how severe it may seem. The internet is an incredible resource for us right now. Let's make proper use of it. With mental illness, there is no room for a lack of education. Wow. Well said. Yeah. So, that was really good. I thought that that was really well written and expressed what these can turn into really well. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. Especially if you constantly beat yourself up, then... And, and you know... I think I've said this on the podcast before, but uh, my pastor who passed away from COVID um, a long time ago, he did a sermon about loving yourself and how you can't give others love until you learn to love yourself. And that there's a verse about loving others and lo- like love your neighbor as yourself. But what if you don't love yourself? Yeah. What if you treat others the way you treat yourself? <laughs> I treat myself horribly sometimes you know yeah like what if i treated other people the way i treat myself that was such a mind uh, such a mind blow for me i was like whoa yeah this is the source of all my problems i've got to get my shit together like (laughs) (laughs) i was in the car crying on the way home i was just i looked at my mom and i was just like mom he totally gets me like (laughs) This is why I'm having, I have trouble. I don't love myself. You know? Yeah. This was long ago and I've, I, I've, I've made progress since then, but it's, it's an everyday struggle to, to redirect those thoughts that you're not good enough and that nothing you do is right. So yeah, if we're going to set any intentions this year, let's make this the intention that we set. Yeah. Be kinder to ourselves and in turn, that'll, that'll make us kinder to others. Absolutely. Which is what this world needs most right now is kindness. And a vaccine, but kindness also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear that tiny little little noise? I did. She's ready for us to be done. 
So she is ready for us to be done, and so am I. So let's play a quick game. Yeah. All right, you guys. So this is our game, of course, by Drunk Stoner Stupid, called "If You Had to," and it's Kay's turn to go first. Yes. Um, I think I already choose mine. Um. Okay. I'm I'm kidding. I don't know. Uh, if you had to, would you star in a reality TV show called "I Killed My Family"? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Coming twenty twenty two. Oh Lord, on what is it? Oxygen or whatever. Yeah. Uh whatever Springer's on. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh or watch every video on Pornhub. Oh. I pick mine. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, I choose that one. Do you choose that one because it's the right thing to do? Or do you choose that one because it's how you really feel? Because it's the right thing to do. <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We love you so much. Please stay safe. Hopefully there's a vaccine coming around the turnpike soon in the next few months. Yeah. But in the meantime, please continue wearing your masks and social distancing. Um, and respecting people's boundaries when you're in public, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope you have a safe and sane new year. And remember, you are not a monster. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcrooked.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things crooked, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Crooked. To keep the shots coming, access exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout-out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carrieandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.